Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Today's Sheer. We're back. Do me a favor, Gary. Could you turn on the lights behind me? We're back in the base measures. I didn't even have time yesterday to say this. In case you haven't noticed, we're back in the base measures. Soon the lights are going to go on. Ah, there's going to be a door behind me on the Arankoidish. It's going to be a beautiful matzav. Lat, lat. Well, how many people do we have? We have a million here, just about. And let's keep it like that. We've got to keep it very, very low. Sponsored by Mayor Finger. Does anybody remember this guy? Mayor Finger. I do. He's that kid that uh, was in a... What? No, he's the guy that said that he, he's looking to move out of town. Okay, geschmacky guy. Mary Finger, Rafur Shlema for Esther Rhoda Bas Osnas. And sponsored by Ari, Ari Slasky, Lili Nishmas, Eliyahu Ben Moshe Yosef. Shom should have an Aliyah. Oh, not too much? Okay, great. All right, one email, Rabbi Sai. It's kind of late already. This one is from Ronnie Sterling from Silver Spring, Maryland. I've been attending your shir since the start of the CM Shah cycle. I feel like I've been stalking you since January, and I've witnessed close to 200 hours of your life, but I've yet to contact you. I sincerely appreciate all the effort that you put into preparing the, list, the illustrations and moving through the daf. I find that you do a great job on the more difficult concepts that I would have trouble without your deeper dive. But the real punchline to how I connect with you is through your constant obvious stroll. Right, David? And your enthusiasm, which I sincerely appreciate. Thanks for all of the MDY team's dedication. Rabbi said once again, I'm asking that everybody have a mask on their nose. If not, I'm going back home tomorrow, Bezer Hashem. This is the last chance I'm giving it to I did it on condition that the Oilam wears masks. Thank you. Thanks for all of the MDY team's dedication. I watch MDY on YouTube and hope to attend in person or, in some time, or on time someday. Shukayach, Ronnie Sterling. I have to apologize. This is new to me. I'm used to being at home by myself. I'm like a, a ben yachid that doesn't know how to get along with the ilam. So, lat lat, give me, give me a chance. And, um, but Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, we started on time. So that, uh, okay. Here we go. We're holding Daf Chofhei. And there's a pleasant surprise. If you turn to Daf Chofhei Omid Beis, you'll see it's a very short Omid. And so was Daf Chofdal Omid Beis. And that Chav Gimel Omid Beis is also very short. Basically, all of Shas, as you know, Omid Beis is much shorter and much easier than Omid Aleph. And I've proved that from the beginning of Brachas throughout. And today is no exception. Karfaf Yoiser Mebeso Sayim Shleihukaf Ladira. Let's see if my credit card works on this new incline that we have. No. It's still sliding. We'll have to use it anyway. So, we're talking about a karfaf still. And we have a karfaf that's lehukaf ledira, meaning this was for non-residential use. Wow, automatic. As you can see, there's lumber in here. This is a lumber storage. And it's more than two saw. More than two saw means I cannot carrying it. So he wants to do a trick. 
He wants to be able to carry here on Shabbos without breaking down the walls. So what does he do? He reduces the size, the inner size of this karifaf by planting trees. Now, if you recall yesterday, we said that trees don't do much to ruin anything because people plant trees. They like the trees in the karifaf. It's good, especially if they're planted straight. We even passing. You don't have to plant them straight. It doesn't do anything to reduce the size of the karifaf. Therefore, it's also to carry in it. Here, another picture. Gary. Uh, is that Gary doing it? So the camera has a special setting. He pushes a button and goes straight onto this picture. Pushes another button and goes onto here. And we got that. If you look behind you, we have the PTZ optic camera. Best camera on the market. It's like a $2,000 camera. Two of them. One for Zoom and one for YouTube. All right. So... He built a beam smack in the middle, or wherever he wants, in the middle of the karfaf. If the beam is a significant beam, in other words, it's four tfachim wide, and we learned the entire Masef, the four tfachim is significant, and it's ten tfachim high, like a Rosh Hashayachid, so this can reduce the, the total area of the karfaf, and therefore, let's say the karfaf is two saw and three inches, and it, that doesn't allow you to carry in the karfaf, you reduce it by a few inches, now it becomes less than two saw, and I could carry in the karifaf. Trees don't work. A beam works. That's considered a reduction of the karifaf. What if the beam is like an insignificant beam? It's less than three tfachim. We have a miut, right? If a bunch of leaves fall into your karifaf, that's not going to be a, a reduction. So a small beam means nothing. But from three to four, we're going to have two machlaikas in two cases. This case, Rabbi Omar have a miyot, Virova Omar loy have a miyot. Rabbi Omar have a miyot. Why does Rabbi say it's considered that you reduced the karfav? So, we know the halach of lavod. Anything less than three tfachim is considered that it's attached. It's together. Let's say you have a gap in your fence that's three tfachim wide. We pretend that it's closed. In other words, Anything less than three tfachim is insignificant. I could be medayik that a little bit over three tfachim or three tfachim and more is significant. Why do I bridge the gap? Why do I always say lavod? If I put a piece of string by a sukkah, I could go all the way down to the bottom. I could go from string to string because anything between three tfachim is not significant. Meaning above three tfachim is significant. Oh, so I have a beam that's significant. It's three tfachim. Says Rava, what are you talking about? But when it comes to Rosh Hashayachid, the entire Mestech that we were saying that you need a real significant area to be four Tfachim. The whole time we're talking about four Tfachim. Where did you come up with three Tfachim? Says Rabba, Rabba, Omar, Havimiyot, By the mere fact that I can't say Lovud on anything more than three Tfachim, that means that more than three Tfachim is significant. Less than three Tfachim is insignificant. Rabba, Omar, Loi, Havimiyot. The fact that more than three Tfachim you can't say love, it doesn't mean it's significant. It just means that it's not insignificant. But in order for something to be significant, you need four tfachim to be significant. So according to this mandamar, the machlech between rabbi and rabbi is between three and four. Okay. And we're seeing a lot of that. Machlech is in like a few inches. We had by Rabbi Kiva and Chachamim on a few ama. Yesterday we had... If it's exactly two saws, the machlokes says like this, and now we're having machlokes between three and four.
Hirchik Menach Koisel Arba, same type of case, same type of Shiloh. Here's the Shiloh. You have a large Karfaf, and you want to make it smaller. So now, we're jumping, we're toggling to something else for a second. We're not trying to reduce the size of the Karfaf, we're trying to build a new wall in the Karfaf. Why? Let's say this Karfaf is 25 saw. Uh, we said the limit is 2 saw. So by you adding a wall over here, you're not going to reduce the size of the, of the Karfaf. You might reduce it minimally, but it's still too large to carry in. What you want to do is you want to build a wall that's a residential wall. We said in order to, to flip a karfa from, from non-residential, from a lumberyard to a playground, you can't just say it, you have to do something. So what do you do? You build a wall. So he built a wall more than four tefachim away from the original wall, in, in pink. Is Menachem Atten not on Zoom anymore? He's not doing it. That's, oh, 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 that's our screen, but he's on a different screen. I, I, okay. He's not doing it, because you can see it. There's only 15 today, Menachem, only 15. All right, I stopped counting. I stopped numbering them at 12. Might be more than 15. Anyway, by the way, we're taking a big break from pictures from Daf Chavav to Lamed Bezes. There's not a single picture in any of these books. We'll see why when we get there. So again, the reason why I'm making this red line over here is not because I'm trying to reduce the size of the Karfaf, but rather I'm trying to build a new wall. Like we said yesterday, you knock down a wall and you build a wall. So over here I'm building a new wall, and when I build it, I'm saying to myself, this is a residential wall. How big does this wall have to be? In Shechon it's brought down that it only has to be 10 amas. Very interesting. I could build a 10 amas wall anywhere in my Karfaf, like in a line maybe with the other wall, but as long as it's not 10 amas away from this wall, it's a good wall, even though it doesn't take up the whole side. Oh, here's the picture if you want to see what it looks like on Zoom. It's over there. Um, the, Ritva, other issue, the Ritva says it has to be the entire wall. Fine. So... Here's the same Shiloh like we have with a, with a beam. Why? If he distanced the, the new wall, four Tfachim from the original wall, and he made a Mechitza, it's a good Mechitza, it's a new, brand new wall with the shame he had in mind that should be for residential use. So now your Karfaf, even though it's 25 saw, but it's a residential Karfaf. I just made it residential. But less than three tfachim, it doesn't work. Why? Because now it's part, it's like as if you built a wall on top of a wall. That's a mechitza agave mechitza. That's nothing, as we're going to see soon. We had it yesterday, mechitza agave mechitza. So you, let's say you build one wall on top of another wall, you didn't make a new... If you have an existing wall of the Karifaf and you add a couple of feet to it, you didn't redo the name from non-residential to residential. It's just building a type of mechitza. It doesn't work. So over here, by adding another mechitza within three tfachim, which is Lavud, Lavud tells me that they're together. They're one. So I just added a little bit to the mechitza. Loi Doesn't work. Oh, megimel v'ad arba, mishloisha arba. From three to four, same machlik as we had a second ago. Rabbi Omar Hoyel, Rabbi Omar Einim Hoyel, Rabbi Omar Hoyel, the Hanafic Limitarius Love. Why does Rabbi say that it works? Because we see that a little bit by three and more, it's no longer Lavad. Therefore, a little bit more than three is considered a significant distance. 
So I built my wall significantly further away from the original wall, and therefore it's a new wall. You need four to have a makam chashuv. You have to have a distance of four tfachim in order for the, the wall to be considered a new wall. In the halacha, all you need is ten amal wall. Rav Shimi says that if it's three Tfachim, everybody agrees that it's Lavod and it works. Three Tfachim is Lavod and it works. The whole Machloikis is below three Tfachim. That's how he learns it. So the Machloikis is if less than three Tfachim is considered a wall or not. Says the Gemara. So now I want to reduce. I'm, I'm trying the entire time. I'm, another case. How do I reduce the size of my karva? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You tell me. You have a good shot? Yeah, I don't know. But it sounds like a baskal, like it comes out of the ceiling. <laughs> Thank you, Noam. Noam. Sorry, can't help you. Come down to this world, come to the Ismedrish, we'll be able to help you. Okay, here's another way. Gary, hit the button. Here's another way that you reduce the size of the karfaf by adding a layer of cement to the wall. So let's say we said a, a sosayim, this is Tusa. What is it? 50 ama by 100 ama. So if I have 50 ama and 100 and a fraction of ama, I can't carry there anymore. So what do I do? I lay on a little cement in gray over here. And like that I reduced it. So let's say I laid on an ama of cement. Now I brought it down to 99 ama. An ama of cement is two feet of cement. That's a serious piece of cement. It's a nice wall. If I remove this flimsy fence, my cement is going to stand there forever. Says the Gemara... I need that, um, I lost my, my piece. And, oh, yeah, 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 Shemirach. I'm back to that thing again. Okay. Um, no, it's not here. I have one. It's just it's slipping. It's on an incline. Talk by tit. V'yochal, I need uh, David Agal's um, thing here. Talk by tit. V'yochal, amoy b'fnei atzma. You put some cement, and it's so strong, it's so thick, the cement, it could stand on its own. Have a meal. That's a significant reduction of the karfaf, and we're good. You put a, a layer of uh, lime like they do here in Israel. They put a, a quarter of an inch. If you remove the wall, the cement falls down. So we have, what happened? Uh, no, we don't care about that wall. Then it's, that, then it's even better. Who cares if you remove the original wall or fall down? But right now you have a nice piece of cement. It's standing. And as long as the wall is there, it will stand. So it's great. Rava says no. At the end of the day, you can consider it a significant wall and a reduction if it cannot hold its own. And since if you remove the wall, it will fall down. Like Lumu, it's not a reduction to the karfaf. You cannot carry in that karfaf. 
We're like in the middle of the page, like 20 lines down. Going case after case, gishmak after gishmak. Here's the story. I had to switch to this Oizvadar uh, for these pictures. Whatever I believe is a better picture, that's what I'm going to use. I'm not tied into the million dollar book. This is the million dollar book had a very, um, it wasn't as noticeable to tell. Over here, you can see that there's a mountain. There's a mountain in the middle of your karfaf. From the mountain to here, you have more than two saw. And it's enclosed for non-residential use. I can't carry here. So what do I do? I build a wall. I build a new wall. New wall is great. But here's the problem. If the new wall is too close to the mountain, to the mound of dirt, then it's as if I built a wall on top of a wall. Because a mountain is a wall. And we said before, you know, I build a wall on top of a wall. What? What's going on? The bascal. Somebody's fighting with his kid and we have to hear it. All right. So that's it. So if he built it, says the Gemara like this, very simple. If he built a wall on the mound, everybody agrees, on the bottom of the mound, the mound itself is a wall, halakhically, right? We had tel amislakeit, shmuel eliwa, right? Rise to run. That you could use a mound as a wall. So if I build my new wall on the bottom of the mound, then I'm building a wall on top of a wall. Wall on top of a wall is not good. So if I distance it, fort fachim from the mound, then it's a proper brand new wall. I built a wall of Shem, residential use, it's hook of Ladira. Now all this area becomes motor for me to carry in. And it remains to saw. Hoyl, upachis, pachis mishloisha, oy alsfasa, sa hoyl. Hoyl, it's a great mechitza. Pachis mishloisha, oy alsfasa tel, but if it's less than three tfachim away from the mound of dirt, or on the mound of dirt, Rav Chizdev Rav Nuna. Chad Omar hoyl, Chad Omar loy hoyl. One of them says it doesn't work, one of them says it works, says the Gemara, I'll prove to you that's Rav Chizdev that says that it works. To stein the Rav Chizdev Omar hoyl, the itmar, hoisim mechitza agabe mechitza. If a person builds one wall on top of another wall, Omar of Chizda B'Shabes Hoyel, Hager Loi Kona. What's going on here? So Nixi Hager, we want, so first let's say, say the first halacha, B'Shabes Hoyel. If I build a wall on top of a wall, for Shabbos it's great, that's our case. We're talking about Shabbos. I want to be able to carry in this area, right over here. I built a wall right where this is considered halachically a wall. You don't see it's an invisible wall. According to the building a wall on top of a wall is okay. But Nixi Hager, it doesn't work. What's Nixi Hager? If a convert dies without children, has nobody that can inherit him, then all his belongings are hefker. So you could go and grab it. What do you do? You build a wall on top of a wall. He has a nice wall around his property. You go, you build another two feet. Nothing. That's not, that's not how you koina b'nixi ha'ger. How you koina b'nixi ha'ger? God and all parats. You have to do a chadzaka like we learned in, in Baba Basra. You have to lock up the property. You have to break the property. Stir up the dirt a little bit. And we're going to see an interesting story about this. So according to Rav Chizda, this mechitza works. According to Rav Amnuna, we have to say it doesn't work. Those are the two shitas here. It doesn't work on Shabbos. So you see that Rav Chizda is the one that says that a mechitza, a works on Shabbos. So, so too in our case, if you build 
a mechitza right by the mound of dirt, hoyl, it works. Tistayim. Omer Rav Chizda, umoydali Rav Sheshis. Rav Sheshis, who argues with me and says that a mechitza on top of another mechitza doesn't work on Shabbos. Shemoyz mechitza, alatel shoyl. What's going on here? Here's the mound of dirt. He builds a mechitza around. Now Rashi over here seems to say, like this picture, that it's four, four walls around, although in Shulchan Aruch it's brought down one wall. Fine. But he's accurate according to Rashi. Now, the, you see this mountain, this is a wall right here. And the continuation of the wall are these pieces of wood that he stuck in here as a mechitza. Now we just said that according to Rav Sheshis, there's no mechitza on top of a mechitza on Shabbos. In this case, it does work. Why? It says the Gemara, Hoyel uba'avir mechitza yisel yoyno yisudar. What does that mean? Because he's living on top of the mountain, and he doesn't have any walls. He has a wall. You know what kind of wall? An invisible halachic wall. But that doesn't help him, because the cats keep on coming into his property. He can't keep out the, the bad guys. So what good is this invisible wall for him? So Memela, since he's building a visible wall, even though it's right on top of an invisible wall, it works halachically. Because of two oifs. Two zayf. Ooh, I'm forgetting my Yiddish. Two zayf, no? Two oif. I know, but it, it, it already happened. Two zayf. Fine. The point is that since even Rav Sheshis, who says you cannot build a wall on top of a wall, in other words, it doesn't work for Shabbos, and this is literally a wall on top of a wall, because look, you see this mound of dirt? Halachically, that's a great wall. It goes all the way up to the sky. Yet if I build a physical wall, and it helps my diurim, because I live in Ba'aber Elia, and I live up here, so he'll have to admit that it's a good mechitza for Shabbos. What? He's because he's, he's making a physical mechitza. Now, cats can't come into this property. He just tudayif that cats can't come into this property. So that itself is enough to make it a mechitza. If you don't do anything with your new mechitza, you just put a, a mechitza on top of a, another mechitza that doesn't do anything. And if the second mechitza doesn't help, it doesn't do anything. Over here, it helps because he lives on the top part, and he he always want, He told his wife he wants to buy a mechitza, and his wife told him, "Why do you need a mechitza? The robbers can't come in because good asik mechitza." And he said, what are you talking about? They do come in. So he went and he built this thing, and it helped him. They don't come in anymore. And then Mela, that's considered a mechitza for Shabbos. Even Rav Sheshis would admit. Let's see inside. Where does he live? He lives in the Elio, and he lives up above. Hudar. He's the Hai Ben He lives up there, and he needs the mechitza. Boy, Rabbi Barachano. Levi said, in case you didn't hear, he said there was a wife that somebody poured water on her, but it was a klishlishi, and she didn't scream because halachically it doesn't burn. That's what he said. Are you making fun of the klishlishi? This is not. Okay. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> we didn't hear anything. Avi, we didn't hear. Boy, Rabbi Barachano, Nivlu Mechitzis Atachtoy Noise. Now, oh, Turoif. 
Now we're going to say, the Adonai is going to start talking about Turaif. What if this Mechitza Turaif? In other words, you built a Mechitza on top of a Mechitza. So it doesn't do anything, because luckily it's already there, there's already Mechitza. But on Shabbos, there's quicksand, you built it on quicksand, and the entire thing got swallowed by the ground. The entire original Mechitza got swallowed. What was left? Your brand new Mechitza. Your brand new Mechitza just accomplished a lot. Turaif means accomplished. It accomplished... Then now you have a mechitza. Before, it didn't do anything because there's one on top of the other. But now, since the original disappeared, now it comes out retroactive that what you built was a perfect mechitza. But when did it come out? When did we find this out? On Shabbos. Now, if we found this out on Friday, of course your mechitza is a good mechitza. Beautiful. You built a mechitza on top of a mechitza. Originally, you, did, you didn't accomplish anything. But before Shabbos, you, we see that you did accomplish. But since it happened on Shabbos, what's the halacha? What's the Shailah? If you want to buy, you want to be koina, not buy, you want to be koina everything that he owns with these, with these mechitzes that didn't accomplish anything, but today they, we figured out it did accomplish. It does not accomplish because Yirmiya Bira said, Apila. If somebody th- takes a turnip without touching the ground, one, it doesn't touch one, uh, what's the word? Uh, no, a piece of dirt. Not even one uh, grain. I love tea. But the author, I'd rather have the doctor than the author. One, what? Particle's not good. Because you wouldn't put it in your book. You put a grain of salt, grain, a particle of salt, or a grain of salt. A particle of dirt? A rice. A grain of dirt? No. Yes, a grain of dirt. So what do you say? A particle. particle of dirt. Okay, we're going to argue now. Now we're going to get 15 emails. A stickered. Okay. You're right, it is. I don't know how to say particle in Yiddish. Speck- no, no, no. Okay, but by side, we'll discuss this later. So what does Chevron do? He takes a turnip and he finds a crack in the ground, you know, like the, the ground is all dry. He th- puts the turnip in the hole without touching the ground. Because if he would touch the ground, what would happen? It would be his, just by stirring up the ground. He didn't do anything. He threw the turnip in. What happened a week later? Rain came, eh? Ten turnips grew. Says the Gemara, since he threw it into a hole, the Ara Deger, in the land of the convert, Vasi Yisrael Achrino, Rafak Bapurta, then comes the second guy and stirs it up a little bit. Basra Kani, Kamaloi Kani. The second guy is Kaina and not the first guy. So, if I build a wall and it, I don't accomplish anything, and then by itself the ground swallowed up the original wall and now I'm left with my second wall, it's just like me planting a turnip and a week later. I get some paris out of it. But I didn't do anything today. Therefore, he's not koina the property with the wall that he built. When he built the wall, he didn't accomplish anything. He didn't improve the property. And when it happened a week later, after, after there was some sort of quicksand situation, that happened by itself, not by his doing. It's like planting a turnip and by not you doing anything, it grew. Ve'lali in Shabbos, have a mechitza anasa b'Shabbos. Oh, we're all familiar with this sogio. So, what are you telling me? That it happened on Shabbos. 
So isn't that considered a mechitza that happens by itself on Shabbos? V'tanyi ko mechitza anasa b'shabbos. Bein b'shogi, bein b'meizishma mechitza. Any mechitza, we had the sugya, and we had the continuation of the sugya. If you have a mechitza that happened by itself on Shabbos, it's a good mechitza. So what's the problem? So the Gemara says, whoa, lavid ma'alom rav nachman lo yishonu el elizrik. That's a good mechitza midday raisa. Lizrik means, again, lizrik means to, to throw, and that always refers to a doi raisa. That if I threw something into a place that I built a mechitza on Shabbos, or it happened by itself on Shabbos, I'm over doi raisa. However, but Chacham will never allow you to carry within an area that you built a mechitza on Shabbos. Says They only gave you a knas when you did it on purpose. You built a fence on Shabbos. Now you want to carry. They said, stop. Midaraisi, you're right, it's a good mechitza, but since you did it on Shabbos, we're going to punish you. But over here, that it happened by itself, the quicksand happened by itself, it should be a perfect mechitza. There was a woman who lived next door to a convert, and she realized that he's about to die, so she kept on visiting him, Kilo, like she's trying to be nice to him, and, and, and he has a $2.6 million mansion, and then he, What? Exactly. <laughs> By mistake, she stepped on the plug, and he died. And then, what did she do? She goes and she spends $150,000, and she takes the, the, the fence that, she had, that the guy had around his house, she made it like a fence in South Africa. If you ever went to South Africa, 15, 20-foot fences around every single house with barbed wire on top. $150,000, it's a giant mansion. Beautiful. Now she's all excited. She, she was koina, the nichse hager. Also, Gavra comes the guy from Dafyoimi. He learned Ta'alacha. He comes with his plastic fork. Ravag Mapurta. And he went like this. He stirred up the dirt in the front yard. Also, come the Rav Nachman. So they come to Rav Nachman. He said, oh, if you learn, you know. You learned Ta'alacha, it's yours. So she comes, because she starts crying and screaming, carrying the veld. Turn over the world. I can't help you out. That's not how you do a chazaka. Chazaka is not not Stirring the ground is how you do how you kind of Not by building hundred fifty thousand dollar wall. What? No, it was already a machitza. She it was already you're right. If she would have made a new machitza to begin with, great. All she did is improve an existing mechitza that doesn't do anything. Another story, beautiful story. Not a story, case. So if you have three saw of a karfaf, you can't carry in it, right? So what did this guy do? He built a pergola over one saw. How much are you left with? Two saw. Yeah, left with two saw, you're allowed to carry in two saw. Is it considered that you have three saw or two saw? What are we looking at over here? Does this reduce the karfaf by just having a gazebo over there, by having a pergola? That's the Shiloh. Rav Omar Aver Kiruv Miyatroi. Rav says he didn't accomplish anything by building a pergola. It's as if you have three saw, and on three saw you can't carry. Rav Omar Ein Aver Kiruv Miyatroi. Because Reb Zeira holds the concept of P, Tikra, Yare, Vesaisim. The edge of the roof goes downwards halachically. This is one of the halachah Mashim Sinai's. It goes downwards. 
Says the Gemara, the Rabbi Shmuel Kamifli. Perhaps this is the Machlokes Rabbi Shmuel. Didmar, Achsad Rabbiko. Here, this story: a guy builds a pergola smack in the middle of the desert. So Rav says, beautiful. I have, look, you see, I have four walls. They're invisible, but they're full halachic walls. They're nothing. You don't say, and all I get is four amas like I get in every Rosh Hashanah and every Karmelis. So, is that the same achlok as by us? Why? Because you don't say the kinds of We're turning to that sponsored by Asher, Lili his mother, Roiza Basman Yomin. Make it a great day. What? Make it a great day. Oh, we already have a customer. Who wants to make it a great day. And by Dr. Listhaus, Lili Nishmas, his father, Mordechai Yosef Ben Aaron Listhaus, says the Gemara, if it looked exactly like this, pergola, nice and flat, everybody agrees that this P tikra yard of a There's no machlaikas in this case. It's going to go down. In other words, by us. The people that are arguing by us, Reb Zeira and everybody and his friend, Reb Nuna, they're all going to agree that it goes P tikra yard of It's not the same machlaik as the Rabbin Shmuel. But by us, the Avdo ki or Zilo, it's not flat. It's a pitched roof. It's something like this. So this, if you look at it, logically speaking, it, it continues this way. Why would I go down this way? So maybe it's, a pro maybe it's problematic. It's on an incline. It's on a pitch. Maybe continue the pitch. Visually, you just go in the direction of the roof. So you don't have a p-tikriyarizayism. So that's the machlegs by us. So again, when Reb Zeris says p-tikriyarizayism, in our case, where he built... A pergola in his three saw. The pergola that he built is not this pergola that with a flat roof. Because a flat roof, there's no machloik, is that it goes down and, and cuts off the property. And here's a property that's two saw. I'm allowed to carry in two saw. Here's a property that's one saw. I could carry in the one saw. And therefore, I could carry in the entire karfa. The machloik is because it's on an angle. Since it's, since it's on an angle, says, you don't say and I'm left with three saw, which asks me to carry in the entire karfa. Omer Abzera, Umaydina, and I admit, even though I just said a second ago, in a case where I want to reduce my karfa from three to two by building a gazebo, but here's another case that I want to reduce my, my karfa, and I admit that it doesn't work. Umaydina, but karfa, shinifras bimeloi, lechotzer, shaaser. Basically, you have a karfaf and a chotzer, and they're completely separated by a wall. There's a wall. I built this karfaf for non-residential use. Then the wall falls down. So now my karfaf is wide open into a chotzer. Now, how big is this karfaf? Two saw, zero, zero. I add one inch to the karfaf, it becomes also for me to carry in it. Right now, I can carry in it because it's two saw, zero, zero. By this wall falling down, did I just add to the karfaf? Did I just make it a slightly larger than two saw? Says Reb yes. My taima, 
I'm going to take a little bit of the green grass and add it to my karfaf, and now I have a little bit more than two saw. Oh, now, ask the Gemara, wait a minute, how could that be? Think about it. I'm allowed to carry in here because it's two saw. You're allowed to carry in two saw. In my backyard, are you allowed to carry? A thousand percent. It's a backyard. It's Book of Ladira. So how could two rights make a wrong? I'm allowed to carry in the green. I'm allowed to carry in the yellow. And because you opened one to the other, so now I'm going to take a right and make the other right wrong? How can I do that? How can a little bit more mutter area make another motor area, larger area, to make it awesome. Doesn't make sense. I'll explain to you. He tells Rav Yosef, his Rebbe, I have a great shot. Your whole back and forth could only work according to Rav Shimon up until now. Why? Because Rav Shimon is of the opinion that I'm allowed to walk from a karfaf to a chotzer and from a chotzer to a karfaf. You're just saying that I'm taking a little bit of here and putting it over here. According to Chachamim, where I cannot walk from here to here, so now I have an area that's awesome for me to go to. If it's awesome for me to go to carry in, I cannot carry from here to here, according to Chachamim. So automatically they both become awesome. Because it's parrots, like Noam said. Parrots into the area that I can't go to. So mainly they both become awesome. Obviously we're talking about Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon says, I could walk from one to the other. I could carry from one to the other. So what's the problem? I'll tell you what the problem is, says Abayo. Let's find this one. Somewhere. How did it get messed up? Here's one picture. Here's another one. Let's go with this one. Oh, he has my real picture that I wanted with the colored red and blue. But we'll go with this picture for now. You see the dotted yellow line here? There used to be a wall here. And the wall fell down. What was this area with the dotted yellow line? It wasn't Mukaf Ladira. You can't live under a wall. So at most, it's non-residential. So that area, whatever thickness of the wall is, let's call it a half a foot of wall, you add that to the karfav. Now your karfav is more than two saw. Not from the green. It's not that you want to take from the green. The green is mutter area that you're right, doesn't, shouldn't be allowed to, to, to be added to the karfav. But what you're doing is you're taking the area of the wall. Says the Gemara, and I'll prove it to you. Because Rav Chizda says, and Rav Chizda's L'chaira is going in the sheet of Chachamim now. In the beginning. Let's talk about Chachamim. That what? According to Rav Chizda, you're, according to Chachamim, you're not permitted to carry from the Karfaf into a Chatzar, and from a roof into a Chatzar, and from a Chatzar into a Karfaf. Right? You can't go from one property to another property. Therefore, our case, that a karfaf was broken into a chotzer, chotzer muteres, the karfaf asur. You're allowed to carry in the chotzer. Why? Because the chotzer is mukaf ladira. Look at this, it has four walls around, so I can carry in here, but I cannot carry in the, in the chotzer. Now, chotzer my time muteres, this like you fufe. So you have to explain if you hold like chachamim. The only reason you're allowed to carry in this chatzar, let me see if I have the picture printed. Yeah, here, this one. It has gifufe, meaning when you're in the chatzar, looking from your house, let's say, you see walls, beautiful walls. So in his brain, he's enclosed by four walls. 
That's a little open here, but you can continue the gifufe. Right? We had a chotzik tana, chotzik doyla. We had that a whole sugya. Says the Gemara, but you forgot about another case. What about this case? They look very similar to the pictures. Let me show you them side to side. In this case, when you're in the chotzik, you don't see any walls. It's, it's wide open into the karfaf. So in this case, it should be a problem. Because it has those walls. But sometimes you have an opposite case where you don't have walls, like in this case. Ella, now we have to go back. That that you could go from one area to the next area. You could carry from one to the other. So once again, we're going back to this Pshat Zabayi. We must say. You're forced to say that we consider this area where was, which was under the wall before it fell down, and it's a loyhuk of Ladira, it's a non-residential area, and I add it to my karfaf. I don't add it to my chotzer, I add it to my karfaf because it's not residential, and my, my karfaf doesn't have gifufe, and therefore now my karfaf became larger than two saw, and I cannot carry in my karfaf. Nusogya. We have one minute to do this new sugya. Ahu Bustana. We're only doing four lines now. Ahu Bustana. There was an orchard. Look at this Maisa. What happened? Ah, this is a beautiful from the million dollar book. Shalom Aleichem. How are you? There's a mansion. A palace. And it's open to an orchard. Now, the only lifeline that this orchard has, this orchard is surrounded by mechitzas. This is a non-residential orchard. But because it has a wall that leads me into the palace, so it becomes residential. So what happened? The entire wall fell down. Let me show you what it looks like. And I'll show you why I printed another picture for a second. Here's the million dollar picture from the million dollar book. You see the wall broken down? Nunu. Here's the Izvahadar. Now, you could see into the mansion. This is important for us. I'm going to go with this one now. Rabbi said, you know what? You're right that the wall fell down. But there's a wall with the mirror. and the ta- You see the dining room wall inside, deep inside. That should be the wall for the orchard. I have another wall that was Mukaf Ladira. I built, what's the whole point? When I built my palace, I built this wall, Lidira, and that made my whole orchard, Lidira. Guess what? I have another wall. My dining room wall over here is also, I built it, yes, it's an it's a interior wall, but it was Muk of Lidira. Listen to this Lashon. You have to understand, David, we have to understand how this works. Sometimes they used to insult each other a little bit. It says like this. Because you come from a family that don't live very long, so you're saying things that don't have legs to them. You're saying narishkeit, you're saying shtosim. They're interior walls, they're made out of drywall, they're three inches thick, they're made for your dining room, living room separation. They're not made for your orchard. How can you use them for, for a muk of ladira? End of the story. Rabbi I have a wonderful, wonderful day. And now a special Baskal rendition of Tehillim 
from Noam Fix. Amen. <laughs>